0: Good morning church. Morning. It is great to be back here with you this morning. And again, I would just copy what Amanda said. If you are new with us, welcome. Welcome to Bridgewater. We are stoked that you're hanging out with us this morning. We hope that when you walk through the doors today that you make you were made to feel wanted and welcome, that you'd be willing to come hang with us on another Sunday morning uh, as we continue to pursue and chase and to figure out what it means to live in love for Jesus. As we get going this morning gang, open your Bible to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. We'll be starting at verse 1 this morning. Hebrews chapter 11. If you grabbed a Bible on the way in, you will find it on page 822. 822. By the way, if you do not have a Bible of your own, and you're looking for one, those Bibles on the back table, please take one. That is a gift for us to you. We desire for you to have a copy of God's word in your hand. And so if you saw them, you're like, huh, I don't know what to use for. Maybe they're just part of decoration, make the table looks good. No, they're for you, all right? They're for you to take home to have a copy of God's word in your hand so you can be learning all about our awesome God as we walk through this together. You know, this morning we had this opportunity, we're jumping into a series that I absolutely love as we've been working this and developing it and pulling it together. I, th- I think this is a crazy, crazy series. I did that on purpose, pun intended. It's called Crazy Faith, right? Crazy Faith. Because faith is the foundation of everything that we do in life. Faith is a part of every little aspect, simple acts that we don't even realize. We walk through life in, in faith. And I think about this morning as, as this morning unfolded and brought you to us. And I think about this afternoon or evening you know, is when you got in your car this morning to come to church, you had some kind of simple faith that thing was actually going to start, right? You thought, okay, I believe, I trust it's going to start. I don't know, but I'm believing and trusting it's going to start. And then you hit to the road, you had some kind of simple faith, this idea that I'm actually going to make it to church safe. Even if you were driving and you had your own doubts because you hadn't hit Duncan yet, you still had some kind of faith that you're going to show up at church, and then you came in there church this morning, and you walked up, and you sat in those chairs. Some of you didn't even think about that. You just sat right down, right? You had some kind of faith that those chairs were going to hold you, that weren't going to crash as soon as you sat down. Now, see, if you're anything like me, those is, that's something I worry about in life. Okay, so you can definitely be praying me for me through this. So I walk into a room, and they're going to say, hey, Rich, this is where we want you to seat, sit down. I start looking at the chair. I'm thinking, okay, is it 250 rated? I mean, let's be real. Am I, am I going to sit in this thing? Is it going to hold me? Or am I going to sit in this thing and it's going to go flat? In fact, just last night, I was at Parker Lawrence's birthday party, hanging out with him, and I, as we're getting ready to go, I told Steph, I said, listen, we need to get more of these camping chairs. You know, we've had these two that are old, and one you got me for Father's Day. It's absolutely amazing. It's a big Papa's kind of camping chair. I love it. And she said, okay. So she went out ahead of me. She went to the store and all that kind of stuff. I show up at this birthday party, and she had some of these camping chairs. But they weren't the big Papa type. You know, I'm looking at them like, hey, okay, are they really going to hold me? I'm looking at them. I said, someone look on the label. Are they 250 rated or not? I really didn't have the faith that they're actually going to do it, but so I didn't sit in them. I sat in someone else's chair. (laughs) But that's the thing, faith—simple acts of faith that we live out in life. We don't even realize. Some of you are going to go home and you're going to have lunch. You're going to have faith that that food isn't poison. I don't know why you'd have to worry about it in your home, but maybe you do. You know, we see, it happens all the time. We walk through life. We have these simple acts of faith that we just live by. We trust. We'll not be able to ver- verify what's really gonna happen. See, as the faith is every part of our life, we walk through it. We live in it. It's a part of every single one of our lives. But when we take faith, and look at it from a biblical worldview. When we take faith and look at it through the, the lens of Scripture and align it with an almighty and powerful God, friends, something changes. Something radically changes. Because no longer just sitting and having faith in a chair. It's having faith in seeing what God can do, an all-powerful God. And he takes that simple faith and he magnifies it to true faith and becomes real faith. And if we continue to follow God and his purposes and how he aligns our lives for the best life ever, he will put us into a position in life of crazy faith. Crazy faith is that you and I are just simply trusting God with everything that we have, so when he calls us to do something, When he tells you and I, we need to go somewhere, when he says, okay, don't react, but I want you to respond to the situation this way, people around us, people in our families, our kids, or people outside the church will look at us and say, you are absolutely crazy. And we'll say, no. It's just faith, pure faith, that I'm trusting in someone who is far greater than me, that is in control of all things, and I will follow him. So how would you describe you? In fact, how would someone else describe you? If we were to sit your friends down, your family, your neighbors, or whatever, sit them down with a camera and start recording the conversation, what would they say about you and faith? Would they say you are a person of faith at all? Would they say that you, you live it out? Or they say, okay, you always play it safe. That you have 15 contingency plans for everything you're about to do. You don't move forward unless you have plan A, B, C, and Z. What would they say? Would they say that you live things out, that you have this guide sized Jesus-fueled faith that moves mountains? Or do you worry about what's around every single corner in life? What would people say about you when it comes to faith? What would you say about you, all right? If we sat you down and talked to you about your faith and how you live, is it is that kind of Jesus-fueled faith or not? Maybe a way we can question this and ask you this is, what is your prayer life like? How do you actually pray and talk to this mighty and awesome God who loves you and wants the best life for you? Do you pray these simple and safe prayers, Or do you throw down some huge, God-size, nothing-can-accomplish-but-Him kind of prayers? See, faith can start off really, really small. But as we draw closer to God, it can become crazy, crazy cool. See, sometimes God is calling us to faith, crazy faith moments in life. But we seldom let him lead us to them or lead us through them. We always stop short or we never actually engage in the process to begin with. Maybe, maybe right now, maybe right now some of the things that you are writing in your journals about, maybe some of the things that you are daydreaming about seem absolutely crazy to you and to the people that you've shared it with. Some of the conversations that you're having with your spouses. Some of the conversations that you're having with your friends. Maybe it seems absolutely crazy. Like there's no way that God's going to call me to do this or gonna do this in my life or take care of this situation in my life. There's absolutely no way. Or maybe it's something deep down, man, that God's been punching you for a long time, but you have not been listening. Because you're like, no, 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 That's just too crazy. He would never want me to do anything like that. That's just as crazy. Maybe it's just crazy faith. And God's just calling you out. Say, trust me. Follow me. I will lead you. See, that's what I'm excited about this series. This series, as we walk through it, we're going to build a step-by-step process, revealing truly where our faith sits. Where do you sit right now? Is it baby faith? Is it daily faith? You're going to figure that out. And when we walk through this process, we're going to take those steps, realize where we are, and we're going to step by step and start building it. And let God start fueling you for some amazing dreams that he has in front of you that you just haven't taken yet. Where people may say, you're crazy. You're absolutely gone and lost your trick-or-treat and mine. yes. Yes, I have, because I believe in Jesus, and He fuels my faith, and I will follow him. That's where we're walking through this series. Right now, you're open to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11 has dubbed, been dubbed by the Christian world as the Hall of Faith. You know those big halls they have at places where they have pictures on the wall. Like this guy did something in 1842 and he was amazing, right? You're like, ah, I didn't know they had cameras back then. And you just keep on walking through. They have these hall of faith. People that did something really, really cool, accomplishments. Well, that's what Hebrews 11 is. It's people, real life people who lived real lives. But their lives were aligned to this awesome God. And they stepped out and did something in crazy, crazy Faith for him. So right now, you're open to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Let's look what it says. It says, now faith. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Let's just stop right there. Faith is confidence in what we hope for. Faith is assurance of what we cannot see. Friends, faith is a clear directional marker in our lives as follower of Jesus that points us to God and his direction in life. Why? Why is that so important? It's simple. Because faith is confidence in who God is. Faith is confidence in who God is. What we hope for is found in Jesus. What we're assured about is found in God, revealing it through his son, Jesus Christ. Faith is knowing fully and completely who God is. That we, you and I, no longer rest on our own strength, no longer rest on our own knowledge. That we lean into Him and say, "Okay, He knows best. He, the One who created everything, knows best." Let me just see if I can clarify this. Who is stronger, you? Or God. Who? Thank you. Who is wiser, you or God? God. We're getting to who has always been and always will be. Who will see? Who sees the beginning and the end, everything at the same time? Who has the best plan for your life? Hmm. Imagine that. See, some of us will say that. Some of us will actually believe that. But does our faith actually live that out? Does God know best? Does he have the best plan? Is he wiser than you and I? See, some of those things I just said are new to your ears and you're learning about who God is, and that's what it's all about confidence in who God is. So that's where our faith is birthed from, understanding who God is, understanding God's character, his promises, his love, his forgiveness, his mercy, his grace. That in Jesus, he says that we can have life to the full, abundant life. Do we actually believe that? Do, if we say we believe it, are we actually living that full, unbridled trust? Faith always comes back to having its understanding of who God is. Verse 2, it says, this is what the ancients were commended for. All right, assurance, right, confidence in what we hope for, assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. This is what the people in that hall of faith were commended for. They just lived it out in full assurance of understanding of who God is, confidence of who he is, and that they lived out some crazy, crazy lives. And by the way, I'd encourage you to go back and read the entire chapter of Levin. You'd be like, what? And then go find those people in actual scripture and l- listen and read with their lives. Crazy, crazy faith. Uh, verse 3, it says, by faith we understand. Now he gives us kind of a practical example. Like, this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like to have crazy faith. We understand that the universe was formed at God's command, and so that what was seen was not made out of what was visible. Okay, let's just stop right there. So that's confidence in God thing, right? Yes? I mean, come on. That it was formed out of God's command, Then what we see is not, was made out of what was not visible? God spoke And everything existed. God spoke, and everything existed. God made everything from nothing. I don't know about you, friends, but I can't pull that off. When I try to make something, it's usually not that good, right? I try to build something, it's absolutely crooked, not even close to being square. And when I try to do any of that in my life, I need raw materials, don't we? I mean, we need something to make something. You and I can't just bring something out of existence. It doesn't work that way. Just think about this table. This table is made up of all sorts of things. One of the elements, I think there is some wood on this top somewhere, maybe like a piece of wood. So where'd the wood come from? A tree. A tree, right? It came from a tree. Like I can't even grow anything in our house, right? I have a black thumb. We don't have a garden on purpose. So think about a tree that just drives me crazy because I can't even think about putting a tree in place. But God did. Look at this in Genesis chapter one verse eleven. Then God said, "Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and what? What does it say? Oh, there it is. God created trees, right? And land bearing fruit was seeded according to the various kinds. And so, and 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 it was so. Okay. Psst, whatever God, you just spoke, and a tree was there for real." And I love those last four four words. And it was so. God said, "I want a tree." I don't even know what a tree would be made up. I don't even think about imagining what, what a tree or whatever a metal would be. But God says, "I want a tree," and it was so. You and I can't speak anything into existence. But God can. And he did. See, that's you and I starting to take steps of understanding who God is. That's where our faith is sitting. Understanding this all and powerful, mighty God. And that's just one element of the stinking table that I'm looking at. God spoke. And it was done. Done. Don't even get me started with the stars. The planets, solar systems, galaxies, you name it. I mean, come on, that is insane. By the way, write this down. Louis Giglio, how great is our God. Look that up on YouTube later on today. Louis Giglio, how great is our God. I should have had a slide, maybe I'll have that for a second service, sorry. Um, Watch it. Louis walks you through, not only if Earth was this, and he puts it compared to our planet, our planet versus our own sun, the star, and then he starts comparing our own sun to all these other stars and all these other galaxies and realize how small we are compared to God's great, magnificent creation. See, it's understanding who God is. I think we fall short of truly grasping how awesome he is and what he wants to do in our life. See, what about us? Scripture says we are, we are created in his image, that he took humanity from the dust of the ground, oh, by the way, which he created that too, right? He formed the first man, Adam, and he breathed life into them. We are God's special creation. Above everything else he created, he says, you are amazing, and this is what I'm gonna love you and love you and love you. Why would we look to him every single day with confidence and live in that confidence, crazy faith, knowing that our lives are in his hands. Scripture says he loves us more than the birds. Right now the birds are going off about 4.30 in the morning next to my window, and I don't love the birds. (laughs) He knows the hairs on your head. He's always present, fully and completely present everywhere at once. He is all-knowing. He knows right now where you've been, what you've done, where were you yesterday. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He says, and I still love you. I still want to be with you for all eternity. See, that is God. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And I love you so much, and I'm going to send my son, Jesus Christ, to pay the price for your sin Turning your back on me so you can be with me for all eternity if you accept Him. See, faith is having a constant confidence in who God is. And we need to know who God is. And this may sound a little rough this morning, but if your faith is small, your God is small. You don't know who He is. Your understanding of who this mighty God is ra- radically small. You're living life through the lens. Uh, you're not living a life through a, a lens of a mighty God through scripture. You're living a life through, in a, about a God you formed in your own image. A God that you've, in your own perception, your own ideology, a God of what others have told you who he is, a God to formed out of your own past experiences. We do that so much. We walk through and we experience life and we say, if God, if God was so big, if He's was so powerful and he truly loved me, then this wouldn't happen in my life. So he really must not be an all-powerful God. He really must not be a loving God. He really must not be, okay, you just created a God in your own image. Not the mighty, great I am that we find when you actually read scripture. So how do we know who God is? How do you know who God is? I mean, think about that. Where do you find the truth of his love for you? What is the one thing that he has given us in life as evidence? By the way, it's not not warranted or not needed, but he knows that we need it to understand. What is it? Oh snap. The Bible. How often have I talked to you about the importance of reading the scripture? That you need to be spending daily conversations with the one who created everything. Learn about who he is. And the more you dive in, the more you come to an understanding, the bigger your faith and surrendering it all to him that you will go through. Are you reading it? Are you spending time reading scripture? God preserved it for a reason. It was written for a purpose. Church, are we taking the time to actually pursue the know who he is? You will never experience crazy faith unless you experience the fullness of confidence in our crazy, awesome God. You can't step on the ledge and trust Unless you fully have full trust and confidence in who He is, four verses four and five, He gives us some examples. By faith, Abel. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offers, offerings. And when faith, by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. That is insane. Verse five. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. What? By faith, he was taken from earth and he didn't experience death. He just whoop was with God. Are you kidding me? Yes, I am not kidding you. God is that awesome. He cannot be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. Verse six, and without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. See, friends, faith is not a foundation for us in life, faith is the foundation. There is no replacement, there's no parts. It is the foundation to everything that we have in our relationship with God through Jesus Christ. It's how we live. Our salvation is, has its foundation in faith. Our prayers have their foundation in our faith. Our eternity has its foundation in faith. That's what we're hoping for, right? That one day we're just gonna be with Jesus forever and ever, amen. It has its foundation in faith. That we're gonna be with him for all eternity. Faith is just not a part or a piece of our walk with Jesus. It is the very foundation of our intimate relationship with our Savior. let's, Let's just get real here. By faith, Noah built a floating zoo. For real. It's in Genesis. Go read it. It's pretty awesome. By faith, God said, Go to Abraham, and Abraham went. By faith, Moses led his people through a sea that was absolutely parted, a wall of water on either side, and they walked across on dry ground. By faith, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood for what they believed in and followed God fully, and they walked right out of a blazing furnace, right? So hot that it was killing people around them, well, not even smell of smoke or soot on them. By faith, Daniel said, listen, I'm not going to bend my knee to anybody else. And that's only to the one true God. And I'm going to stand that ground. And by faith, he just kept on living that life out. And he was thrown in the lion's den. And the... By faith. Faith is the only foundation that moves us forward and carries us through everything. Everything crazy thing that God is calling you and I to As you read through Hebrews chapter 11 this afternoon every person mentioned understand that faith is more than a belief thing Faith is far more than a belief thing it's belief belief plus action belief plus action James Jesus brother said this So some will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I'll show you my faith with my deeds. I mean, there's action happening. He says, even the demons believe, right? And they shudder. Even demons believe and shudder. By the way, demons were angels that were swindled by Satan and cast out of heaven. I would love to have a conversation with one of them. Maybe I really don't want to say that out loud. <laughs> I'm saying, okay, if you believe, then why'd you turn your back on him? How are you swindled? I just don't get it. Maybe it was a lack of faith. I don't know, but that'd be a conversation I would love to have. You know, right now I'm in the middle of a book that I'm reading called Dream Big by Bob Goff. Now, Bob Goff is crazy. Not just crazy faith. The guy's absolutely just crazy. Just read his books. In his books, he's, he calls his wife's name Sweet Maria. Sweet Maria. And I think he calls her Sweet Maria to, to just kind of lift her up for all the crazy things he does in life. He bought a home for his, for his family. Didn't even tell his wife. Oh, sweet Maria, right? He's a guy who's crazy. But in his book, he says, faith, however, is what you do about what you believe. You say you believe, what are you gonna do about it? That's faith. It's the foundation that calls you and me out to move forward and do what God has been driving in our hearts to do and to be in life. So what is it? What is it right now that God has been calling you out to do and you've been holding back because your faith is small? Because you're overcome with fear, not trust. Maybe there's something deep within you. Stop doing because, and then God's saying, okay, I'm calling your faith to the table today. Maybe it's time to have belief, faith, confidence, and move forward and trust in me. See, I think what happens is life. You and I go through life, and we've been beat down many, many ways. And when we get beat down, we stop dreaming. When we get pushed down by others, we stop dreaming. We stop believing. We stop stepping out. We have past experiences that uh, that push us through failure. Like, okay, so that one didn't work out. So it's never going to work out. So I'm never going to step out in faith again. See, life just keeps on pushing us down. And God says, I want to keep on lifting you up. I got a plan for you, a plan for you, and a plan for your life. Follow me in crazy, crazy faith. See, Bob Goff wrote this later on in his book. He says, don't get punked by your past. (laughs) I love that. Don't get punked by your past. It will lie to you it will distract you. It will try to get your attention. And then it will laugh at you for looking. Shame has one goal and one goal alone. To keep you centered in the dark past will hide you from the beautiful future from you. So what? What is your past laughing at you about? Knowing that you're not going to take that step. What is God calling you to do? What have you been holding on to? Because I don't think it's going to work out. It it might not. But are you willing to take the step anyways? Because you have such a confidence in God that's crazy faith and listen i'm not going to sit here and pretend that everybody in this room has a relationship with jesus christ so maybe your first step of crazy faith is surrendering your life to jesus i don't know everything neither do i all you need to know is that jesus loves you he's the son of god he came to earth and died on the cross for your sins all of our sins because we turn our back on him and he conquered death and in our faith and life surrendered to him we can rock walk across the shoulders of jesus christ and have a relationship with god for all eternity so maybe your moment of crazy crazy faith this morning is just like ah i need jesus Don't walk out those doors until you make it right with God. Don't walk out those doors until you start cultivating and pulling up what God has been pulling out of you, but you've been pushing down. He says, no, no, trust me, trust me, trust me. Because God has a life of so much more for every single one of you. And it's lived through crazy faith. If you need Jesus, come find me after service. Let's talk. Find one of my leaders Say, ask me tags. I would love to have this conversation with you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the truth of your word. God, thank you for calling us out. There's things in our lives you want us to be doing, but we don't have the faith. We don't have the confidence and trust in you. God, I pray not just for myself but for all my friends and family in this building right now whoever is going to listen to us online later today god that you will push push and push and stop don't never stop giving up that we will follow you they will drive into your word and, and understand you more and, and your love for us and your calling for us in life that we can have confidence and trust in who you are and just follow Yeah, it's going to be crazy at times. People may even call us crazy. But that's okay. Because that's the life that we want to live. Sold out, crazy faith. And follow you. God, we love you. And we worship you. In your son's name. Amen.